Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-host Joanna Belson. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill and Joanna discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. This is Merrill Schindler. The deeper we get into um, medical cannabis, the more intriguing and befuddling it all gets. And that's why I'm so grateful for people like Delaney Toops, who really understands what it's all about and is here to tell us what it's all about. Delaney, there's almost always a great background story of how people got into that, how they got into cannabis, because most people did not take courses in Cannabis 101 in college. What's your background? Officially, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, I um, come from a holistic health background, 25-plus years um, of Chinese medicine, um, uh, Eastern philosophy, um, herbal medicine. Uh, these are things that were uh, a passion for me, um, uh, personal health. Uh, I injured myself when I was 15, um, ruptured my disc in my back, and got no help from the Western medicine community. So that's what led me into this industry. Um, as far as uh, cannabis goes, cannabis is what kept me um, from from being crazy and in pain all those years that I had to figure out how I was going to get out of pain and maintain my body. Um, about 10 years ago, uh, I, I was doing some research, R&D, for uh, CO2 equipment companies um, and trying to figure out uh, what was the best way to treat this product and, and how was I going to be able to uh, maintain the integrity of the product because of my Chinese medicine background, um, to create the best medicines for people. Um, over this last 10 years, uh, I was a manufacturer for most of that time and personally have processed over 25,000 pounds. Um, always looking to maintain terpenes, which is now what one of my companies is, D-squared custom terpene formulas. Um, and I love what I do. It's it's a uh, one of the reasons I chose Chinese medicine and herbal medicine and that Eastern philosophy because it is a lifetime of learning. It is a challenge every day to learn something new, and and that excites me. You know, I came upon an article the other day that argued that there are references to cannabis in the Old Testament, and that mm -hmm. the um the the ancient Hebrews were um well it gives a new meaning to the burning bush. Correct. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of explains what uh, what Moses was doing up on that mountain. He, he and he and, he and the Lord were, um, you know, smoking a little reefer. Um, <laughs> but you know that it's um, it goes way way back. When I think of Chinese medicine, I think of many many different herbs. I never think of cannabis as one of them. It it, it has been for four thousand plus years. Okay. Um, there's many uses for it. Uh, I guess I don't even know where to begin with this because because begin it is at the so, beginning because it is so widespread. But you know, if if we uh, take a look at today's current society, everybody wants proof. Everybody wants scientific proof, and they say that those studies, you know, are going to give them that. Well, what is a study? A study is observation and trial and error. Well, that's what's been happening for four thousand years in Chinese medicine. This is not something that you know they just 
pulled out of the air and said, oh, we'll try this. You know, this is through trial and error and knowing that this type of cannabis may help somebody. If you use it this way, it's going to help you in this particular way. So uh, what I've been studying personally um, is, is twofold. One, the action of cannabinoids and each cannabinoid and what it does and how they interact with each other. And then terpenes, because that's a less, lesser known um, aspect. And what I found out through these medical studies, which there are hundreds and hundreds of medical studies on isolate terpenes already, um, what I found is in these studies is that each terpene has a part to play in its interplay with other terpenes and with cannabinoids. Now, Alyssa, I think we need to define terpenes because we're tossing around here. Terpenes is, uh, think of terpenes as the building blocks for essential oils. The healing aspects of essential oils come from terpenes. Um, they direct the healing. So, for example, beer uses hops, correct? Yes, of course. Okay, so hops has beta-caryophylline, humulene, uh, linalool, and myrcene. Those are also found in cannabis. How do you feel when you drink beer? Oh, I feel pretty good. I feel like um, maybe a sausage with it or some, some chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, a little, uh, little, little f- uh, football is always good. Well, it, it's relaxing, right? Yeah, sure. It, it's a couch lock. That's, and that's, those are the terpenes in cannabis that make you feel that way. See, we, we, we've, haven't we, ta- we talked about terpenes as being aroma and taste? Well, that's, that's what they're originally known for. Right. There's, there's companies that you know, have used it in flavoring, even like LaCroix. Uses linalool in yes, it. Yes, that was that whole lawsuit with LaCroix Water. The, right, the, yeah. Um, because of the terpenes. And really? The, well, what they did, and, and the mis, misconception of that is, is yes, linalool is and has been in insecticides, but it's only for the smell. It's not a toxic substance unless it's misused, just like anything else, just like any drug. Um, linalool actually has uh, some amazing benefits um anti-inflammatory it's anti-anxiety it's um stress reduction i mean uh it's it's crazy to think that any one thing is going to solve your issues but it's also crazy to think that just because you know one company is saying oh well this is an insecticide you know well it's not It, it was just there for smell you know because the buggies like right. the smell of it. Most, most people, well, most people don't look for the research that I look for. Right. They don't deeper. understand that there's already so much medical data, you know, out there about terpenes and even about cannabinoids these days. There's a Dr. Goldstein here in L.A. that I, I follow. Bonnie, of course. Yeah, she's yes. amazing. She's, she's been on the, on the show. show. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. amazing. She's amazing. Episodes. Exactly. And... Um, I would love to get together with her and educate her a little more on terpenes because she still refers to them as oils. And they're not an oil. They're an alcohol. They're a hydrocarbon. Um, But she has amazing knowledge on cannabinoids and how they work and the endocannabinoid system. Um, We have, and and did you discuss this with with her on the show, the endocannabinoid system itself? Yeah, we often do. Okay. Um, Yes, uh, yes, yes. Mishulam and and all that. Talk about the movie a little bit. 
we the people. You got know. you. Got yeah. you. And, and but I, all the good work she's doing amongst yeah. the kids and how it was more about how parents can also get in touch with her, what she yeah. can help people with. Correct. It was um, a deeply emotional show. I broke down in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see why. It's 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 a revelation for people, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I love that she talks about the endocannabinoid deficiency um, and how so many pathologies these days are illnesses such as ADHD, fibromyalgia, uh, Hopkins disease, uh, um, autism. Um, I, I could go on and on that these are uh, usually due, due to a deficiency in our own uh, cannabinoid, which is anandamide, um, is what it's called. That's, that's a cannabinoid that we in our own bodies produce. So, well, um, so little is known. I mean, first of all, as you know, our government is rather... Um, primitive in terms of what it allows so a lot of the stuff has to come from israel and other countries which by the way i just had someone report in direct from israel granted yes. it's one person he was telling he was he's been listening to our podcast and um he was like you guys are putting israel on such a pedestal yeah from over here and he's like it's very different being in it over there so just a different perspective okay well i for me i compared with <laughs> with the usa and it's yes. uh it's it's a mountain above, so it's um. I mean, what you make it sound like is um, you know, to to stay healthy, I should make sure to have that reefer first thing in the morning. Wake um, and bake. Wake and bake. <laughs> I mean, uh, or as my mom says, shake and bake. There was actually a, you know, there's actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> studies on smoking cannabis yeah. itself versus you know eating it, you know, ingesting it. Yeah, we're, we're being a little, I'm uh, very a little facetious there. I mean, certainly ingesting it as you but know, there are much to be said who for it. Do need that and right. microdose starting in the morning, as yep. you know. You know, I like I like that you mentioned the microdose. I think that's always a great way to start with people. Um, there's there's so many people that uh, expect like a standard dose, like we do in Western medicine, and it's not the same in cannabis. Um, especially like with CBD. CBD is not always easily absorbed because of the size of the molecule. So some people have a better um, absorption rate. So they, they would take less. Like I have a good friend that has neuropathy and walks with a cane. Um, and his legs were constantly spasming. Uh, two or three milligrams, and he's feeling great. Yep. His spasm stops. And, you know, he, he's back to living his life in a more comfortable fashion. And we say two or three milligrams, you're talking about uh, of CBD. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Well, CBD milligrams. Yeah. And how did he figure that out, your friend? Because we started it. We okay. started him out at that. Um, he tried a little bit more and it made him really sleepy. He, he didn't function as well during the day. So we cut him back to the, you know, two to three milligrams. So just milligrams. trial and error and seeing what. Yeah. But I'm, it's trial and error for, for most. I mean, the, the, the kids in, um, in, in Weed the People with, um, pediatric cancer it, it no one really knew how much no one still knows quite how much um the um you, you deal with the kosher cannabis lady mm -hmm. and um you know th there with her her child with her son with autism she didn't know i mean it was like right. you just you know start yeah, giving and hope for yeah, the best yep. and you start hoping for the best there um and therein lies one of the big problems someone sent me a an interview the other day uh, that dealt with how no one really knows if CBD is dangerous or not because there's been so little research in it. Hmm. It's just we don't know anything about, we know so little about dosage, about quantities, about 
you know, I, I, with THC, you sort of know, I took too much, man. I can't get off the couch. With CBD, you don't know that. Well, here's, here's my thought process on that. First off, CBD um, and, and cannabinoids in general uh, do not have any effect on the brainstem section because that, that uh, controls breathing. Right. So you can't overdose on cannabis. Uh, you may be uncomfortable. You may have nausea. You may have the spins, just like if you drank too much. So that's why we always recommend microdoses. Yeah. Now, the World Health Organization has deemed CBD safe, and they recommend it. I really believe that our government really doesn't want us to look at this. And, and why? You know, is it the pharmacies? Is it the pharmaceutical companies? Is it, is it you know, that medical industry that... Um, Big Pharma runs yeah. a lot right, of is, is cutting into their, their profit margins and profit lines. I know that the states that cannabis has become legal in, um, doctors' businesses has been decreasing. Right. You know? So, you know, I think we really have to look at the root on why people may be saying this and who is saying that. Right. I think we're in a day and age where fake news is out there. It's not about what's best for the people. It's about what's good for the corporate pockets. And I agree we have to get back to that. Now, have, you, have you dealt with um, uh, that organization that does genetic testing on, um, was it Endocana Health? Yeah, Len May. Len May. Yeah, Len May. I know Len May. Yeah, he's, and, you know, I'm cause essentially he's, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, you know, essentially his testing will tell you what you need, what you should avoid. He's essentially... He's digging it into down. what you are yeah. talking about in terms of deficiency. Correct. I mean, his, the results that come back are are a, a bit hard to interpret. We actually had him back the second time to tell us, what does this mean? Yeah, it was great. Right. We, we did a results episode. Oh. It's not a me. It's not. To read all of our profiles. It's yeah. it's not immediately, awesome. you know, um, you know, my family is from um, Romania and there it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was like, it was very specific item by item by item by item by item. Um, you know, so it was like basically, well, I mean, can I take anything? You know, what, what will it do for me? And the answer was like, oh, well, yes. <laughs> you know, THC d- makes me paranoid. Well, doesn't it make everyone paranoid? <laughs> it's funny. It doesn't yeah. anymore, though. Like, no. is that was my... Oh. And nowadays... Well, it's certain strains, and it's, it's also, um, you know, CBD is, is like a stimulant. You know, that... that, that that is some. There are a few things that you should watch with CBD. There's there's some studies out there that are looking at the fact that maybe CBD interferes with an enzyme in our liver, so that you don't have proper absorption of an antidepressant that you might be taking. Right. So it's always good to check with your doctor on some of these things. Except um, doctors, for the most part, have no idea. No, a lot of them don't. Yeah, I mean the doctors um, I go to, and I go to some pretty good doctors, will all say, "Yeah, we've heard some good things." So my dad, as, as far as that, that's it. Right. My dad's going to a conference in Pennsylvania coming up on pain and dentistry. He's bringing um, a few people from his staff. We're interested, like, who are these doctors that are teaching mm-hmm. it, first of all? And so they're bringing my mom along, who is a psychologist who's a drug and alcohol and addiction specialist. Hmm. But she's pro-cannabis. Correct. Um, so she's going to go and see what angle they're coming in from and who these people are, but they are happening around. You have to have that interest. You have to find it in your you have local to, you area. You have to research. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there are these movements to educate people, even at the university level. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's what we do, too. 
Yes. You know, so you don't actually produce exactly. products for consumer use. What we do is we produce products for manufacturers. Okay. We produce the formulas, and um, I'm I'm a partner also in Mitzvah. So yeah, that's how we met we him we Shifra. we um, have have worked with Mitzvah in creating these products. They use D squared formulas, um, which are kosher. Which also. are kosher. OU kosher. Is that difficult to get the uh, OU to get the well, stamp? It, it's it's not easy. <laughs> no 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 pork in the, in the lunchroom. Nothing worthwhile well, no, is ever easy. No, right? it's it's not easy, but it is worth it. We yep. want to be able to have access for everyone to yep. this medication. I have a, a real respect and love for Shifra um, because of how she stands out in the community and the pioneer that she's been in this community. Um, I love working with her. She's yep. she's easy. Um, to and 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 readily um, open to to looking at different ideas and to getting an education. Yeah, um, she was a remarkable interview. It's, well, a, it's a great story. There's so many moms and families who go through what she's going through, and Correct. to hear her story about how THC CBD helped her and her family and her almost son. instantly. Yeah, remember it I was mean, like immediate. It was yeah. the first dose. He looked at her, you know, looked, and it was so meaningful her story. And I think. That it, helps. it touched so, me. There's so many people out there like her who have no idea of this. Well, two years ago, it touched me. And that's, you know, it's funny. We met at an event uh, and we both left and told, you know, our families, it's like, we're going to work together. I love this woman. Right. You know, she showed me in her phone. She's like, Delaney, best friend forever. She goes, <laughs> I put that in the first night I saw you. That's awesome. Um, Sometimes it's it's just the way things work out, and we're put in a in a position so that we can help people and help each other. And I like the face that we show the world and cooperation and um, healing on many levels. It's not just through our medicines, but it's just through the mutual love and respect that we all have for each other. Speaking of that face, as a manufacturer, I don't think we've had any manufacturers actually on that just do manufacturing. I mean, do you you do you work in like unmarked buildings? You know where. <laughs> Where deliveries are made no, in the middle, in the no, dark No, we don't night. have to anymore. I've I've been that route already. Okay. <laughs> in in manufacturing, we were moving our warehouse every six months, and we would never tell anybody where we were, and we had all the cameras. And those days are 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 gone in some aspects. Um, there's still a lot of you know illegal business out there, but even if you're a, a legal business that's registered, uh, there's so much money in some of those manufacturing. Uh, warehouses, you have to be really careful about who you let in and and who knows what's there. Um, so you have a specific manufacturing license, or do you share that with another company? For for Mitzvah or for Terpene, for D squared? Oh no, we we have our manufacturing okay, so licenses. So yeah, you have a specific to cannabis. Right. This is for this is for terpenes. Terpenes Correct. are are ruled by other laws, you know, um, mm-hmm. because they're a hazardous material. Got it. Um, because they're highly highly concentrated. They're not to be uh, used unless they're diluted. Uh, each terpene has a, uh, a certain dilution rate that's safe. So when we're doing our research, we make sure that we look at all the parameters of, of how each terpene operates and make sure that we're using those properly. Uh, in fact, it really doesn't take a large amount of terpenes to make a difference. Um, all of our formulas have been tested without cannabinoids to make sure of their effectiveness. Because like I mentioned before, all of our formulas, especially our effect-based formulas, are based in uh, medical research abstracts. Um, 
So there's already a lot of good data on what they can do. And what I found really interesting is that each terpene affects a different part of the body. So, uh, for example, there's terpenes that, um, lots of terpenes that affect inflammation in the body. But some of them will affect specifically gut inflammation, you know, and hit the receptors in those areas. Some of them will direct CBD or cannabis or even just on their own for lungs. Some of it is for your brain and blood flow in your brain. Some of these terpenes help cannabinoids cross the blood-brain barrier so they're more effective. So without terpenes, cannabinoids are not going to be affected. One of my biggest concerns right now in today's market with CBD is there's so many companies that are just putting CBD in a product with nothing else. They're throwing it into some MCT oil or vegetable glycerin with maybe some flavoring or you know B12 or melatonin. That's really not going to be as effective as if you lay a terpene profile into that because it's missing those aspects that really give and direct those cannabinoids on what and where and how to heal. So when I would buy a baggie of grass back in the day, mm -hmm. okay, would there be terpenes in there? Or they're of just, course. But they're just random terpenes. They're well, just whatever they are. Uh, well, you know, it, it's going to be specific to whatever strain is grown. Because you're talking about, about very specifically tailoring them. Well, I am, because what we've come to and in, in this society as far as a Western medicine side and also for a consistency and quality side for um, certain medications like the, like the pain and inflammation formula that we produce at Mitzvah, um, there are so many companies that are doing full spectrum, which my Chinese medicine background says whole plant, whole plant, whole plant. But that is so hard to then say, okay, which one of these hundreds of strains, whole plant, is going to give me the relief I need? And since it's agriculture, that changes with every crop. That changes with every extraction process. So there's no way to get a consistent effect through just a whole plant extraction, which is why... I have changed my views on some of this and looked at terpenes and recreating some of those profiles or creating formulas based on medical research that I know this individual terpene is going to do this. It's going to be in combination with these other terpenes and maybe this cannabinoid, and it's going to have this same effect every time you take it. So if you buy a product from a company that does that, when you buy it this year, it's going to be the same. If you buy it next year, it's going to be the same. Whereas if you're dealing with crops in agriculture, as we all know, it changes every time. So the effect that you might get from this plant, this point in time, might be different that you get a month later. So a patient coming in expecting to get a certain effect or a certain relief may not may not get that consistently. Which brings up the question of dealing with the growers. I assume you deal with growers. Of course right? I do. You're, you're, you're at, at that edge. Can they hybridize their their crop to a particular terpene? Or does of course that they can. later on? Of course they can. So I was just visiting a farm yesterday, and that's exactly what they were doing back to being consistent. They are growing in a small 
setting with like 180 plants and they're going to they're figuring it all out, getting mm-hmm. the exact science for each plant because they want to have it be consistent every time. So they had these blocks that they were, I've never seen them because I'm not an agriculture grower, that you grow the plant in and then you can move them around. But they were consistent with everything, mm-hmm. where the water was coming in, how mm-hmm. much, the light. Um, it was kind of crazy seeing this state-of-the-art facility being built out, but they were starting on a small scale and then they obviously have a huge building that they were going to grow into. Where was this? Palm Springs, right off oh, the freeway okay. nice. when you uh, uh, see the windmills. So it's all nice. solar and wind powered. Um, it was pretty I love to see that. cool. Everything I saw was all based on like recycling posts. And and kudos to those guys. That's amazing that they're working to do that. Yeah, it was and, really cool. Um, and and from, from a recreational standpoint, that's amazing because then you know your strain that you're smoking or this. But when you're talking about medicinal, like, a specific medicinal effect that you right. want to get. I think it's a little bit harder with Got agriculture, it. no matter yes, yes, yes. No matter the nutrients that you use are the same, it's still agriculture. Um, Do they and, have a roadside stand or they sold stuff? And, and on a personal there level. There will be a dispensary. Um, you know who's going in there? Harborside from Oakland. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Sound. Yeah, that I, I have a great respect for Harborside. Um, I think that they have been pioneers in the industry and have caught a lot of flack just for doing so. Um, no, I, I, I agree. These guys out there, there's so many innovations that are coming around, but... Um, I assume the world of the, um, of the grower with the, the long ponytail and the dark glasses <laughs> um, is, is not around anymore. Now, it, this is really uh, this I, is agriculture. I think, I, I, think that the, I think that they still are around. Um, I, I think that the industry has been shifting uh, to a more professional yeah. professional uh, platform, I guess is the way I should put it. Um, oh, I and see it's a good thing. Women-owned farms. There's farms that have been yep. a family-owned for generations. There's new farmers. There's people who may have had a farm that was um, for grapes, and now they're turning it to cannabis as an opportunity. Everyone's trying to get in on it in some capacity. Um, it's kind of interesting. But well, I think... As we see in other industries, it's the consistency, it's consistency that they're trying to figure out. Like, how do you get the same meal at each restaurant around so the lady, country? Back or the in the world. day, what you're doing was unknown. Correct. It was just unknown. I was like, you know, in came the shipment. It was broken up. You bought the baggie, and that was that. Was that. You hoped for the best. You hoped it wasn't oregano, but it might be. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it, but there was no consistency. There was there was certain there was certain uh, cannabis products that were known to be crappy mm-hmm. and there were certain ones that were fabled and supposed to be really good like from Mendocino but that was about it mm-hmm. now it's I mean to go into a dispensary <clears throat> and look at all the options your head just begins to explode it does and and unfortunately um, a lot of dispensaries these days are, are not giving the proper education to their bud tenders not to say that there aren't some people out there that that do have a good education and can give you good direction, but from my personal experience, um, that's mostly not the case. Um, no, they upsell us. I met some really good ones who right. I and then, but then I know to go in the store and wait for them. Correct. And you, it's pretty easy to tell who's knowledgeable well, or not. And, right. It's it's just like any job. There are people that take it seriously and do their research, and then there's people that just clock in and they're there to make their hourly wage. So now. I have a question for you specific to going back to the whole plant. What is your thoughts on uh, CBD and needing THC to make it activate? Um, I'm always a firm believer in the combination thereof. 
uh, it's always a better medicine. The entourage effect, Correct. as we call it. Um, I mean, even even breaking it down to these um, isolates and distillates, you know, we're, we're missing flavonoids and, you know, other, other things that uh, we can't just add back in. So... Um, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry, guys. Well, it was, it was, you know, the the entourage effect is. is well, yeah, how it's it's, it's it's always it's always um it's always better to have that. And then the adding back in, tell me more about that process. Is that well, like I mean, adding a flavor to something in like layman's terms? Three drops of. And is that lemonine. actually necessary? Well, you mean as in terpenes or well in terpenes? Yeah, we have, you know, we've taken great care in figuring out what is the proper amount to add back in. And I always reference back because of my background to the natural plant amount. Um, like for vape pens, I wouldn't put more than 4 to 6% terpenes in there. There are companies putting 10, 15% because they're trying to use it as a cut. Um, even with the vape pen industry at this point in time, um, cannabis are safe, can, I mean, uh, cannabinoids and terpenes are safe if they're done under 400 degrees if you're doing it in a vape pen because that's vapor. Right. Above 400 degrees, that's smoke, and yeah. almost everything turns into carcinogens. Most vape pens don't tell you what the temperature is. So, Well, if you do like a, the low ohm, the variable voltage, that 3.5 ohm. That would be like a PAX era. Has, you could set the um, yeah. uh, and, temperature and if on, I your, was on your gonna, phone. If I yes. was going to recommend, that's, that's what I would recommend. Yeah. I, I smoke a vape pen, and I just make sure that it's just terpenes, cannabinoids, uh, yeah. the, these days especially that the cartridges have a certification that you know yeah, that's legit not, not counterfeit the problems right. have scared a lot of folks away and and rightfully so yeah. but and the I news headlines just, have been irresponsible as well because the correct. thc california market is completely safe there's an organization we're actually having them next time um that will test any of your yeah but there are also lots of stores downtown where you can buy cheapo cheapo correct right. so you should not buy a cheapo cheapo yeah no, i mean we we had the people on from temple extracts and they make a very handsome product, and yet I haven't really been using it because it gets me nervous. Uh, no, it's completely you know, safe. I, I I know, I know. Yeah, I know. but certain certain profiles. And it was profiles, given to you directly from the manufacturer, so yeah. there's no consideration of it being a counterfeit. Well, I mean, sometimes that anxiety is certain profiles <laughs> that are in there that don't, you know, you know, they affect people differently. Some some terpenes can give you energy. Some some terpenes help to take off the edge. Well, no, the anxiety, anxiety is caused by just using a vape pen. Oh, right, he needs oh, terpenes to help him with the anxiety. I don't, I don't mean what it is. I mean using <laughs> the, the vape pen in general. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, and you. so so uh, a lot of folks I know are, are back to pre-rolls, Correct. which isn't what we called it back in the day, believe me. Um, it was reefer, man. It was yeah, yeah. <laughs> weed. <laughs> weed, yeah, Mary Jane. Um, uh, pre-roll just sounds too, too antiseptic. Um, but in, in your experience... Smoking versus um, versus drops versus um, salve versus pills. What what have you found to be the most effective? Well, for medical conditions, ingestion. Yes. Ingestion. I found ingestion is the best way to go. Um, ingestion not meaning smoking. It means it could um, be smoking. It could be topical or well, it could no, be a I, I tincture. Mean, I mean tinctures. Yeah. Uh, Tinctures feel the safest, and they feel like you have... with MCT oil, so you have better absorption. Yeah. They feel like you have, um, lot, you have more control about what you're using. Correct. And I feel the same way. I, it's, it's why we created tinctures for mitzvah. Um, I know that they're effective. I know that they're fast-acting. I know that they, they're safe. Um, I know that we're not going to have the issues of 
people worried about smoking a joint in front of their kids or, you know, out in public. Yeah. Um, I just think it's the best way. And, as, you know, honestly, medicinal. that was one of the pleasures of um, of the vape pen. You know, out in public, no one knew what you were doing. Vape pen is yeah. vape pen. I look at as like an over the counter. That's like your over the counter drug. Yeah. You know, if it's buying an aspirin. It's your vape pen. It's gonna. It might help you with your headache. It might help you with anxiety. It might help you with some things. But it's not going to say make your autistic kid more focused and you know have the same effects as a tincture would. Getting your um, autistic kid to um, to inhale probably would be difficult anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think parents are so desperate at some points that They'll you might anything. show them a YouTube video, and there you go. <laughs> right. Delaney Tubes, you, you're a marvel. Thank you oh, very much. Thank you this very much for a, this time. This has been a wonderful 30 minutes here on High in the Hog. I do appreciate your time. It's Meryl Schindler. It's uh, Joanna Belson. It's Bill Giangrande. I have to remind myself of everyone's name for a second. It's been a while. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Here at High in the Hog, catch us next week. High in the Hog, it's your one place to find information about medical cannabis, about the stuff that's really the talk of the world. Find us on iTunes, find us on Amazon, find us on the internet. High in the Hog, the podcast.com. That's High in the Hog, the podcast.com. Tell a friend.